Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kind for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Anyway, welcome aboard. Hey, hey. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. AVQ is in the house. We also have in the house Bridge MCP, May Wood, E2247, Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain, Norman Reynolds, Hey everyone watching from YouTube, Norman, I gave you a call, I think last night, I hadn't heard from you in, in a while, said, oh my God, let me make sure, and you know, I gotta keep up and make sure all's good with my brother. Alright, E2247 is in the house, Bruce Pollard is in the house, he said watching from Facebook, as well as Bridge, I think I called Bridge MCP. E2247, Michael Rodden, everybody's here, a lot of folks are here, uh, YouTube starting to pop up, let me go ahead and fix this baby here, get rid of that ad, so that I can see that everything is working on YouTube, we are going to have a great show for you today, how was everybody's weekend, you might, well, my the um, mixer went down, I just got the RMA for the mixer today, but you know what, people are liking the sound of this mic, which I bought on Amazon, it's a good one, but what? Well, it's a good, inexpensive podcast mic, and folks say it sounds better than my expensive mics connected to the, to the mixer, you guys tell me, which one do you prefer, the sound of this, or the sound of this one that actually costs more, you know, it's not working, I got to send it in, send in the uh, mixer that it's connected to. Anyhow, how are my peeps doing? I trust everybody is doing okay. Let's get those numbers up. Please start giving us those thumbs up. Start giving us those likes. Start giving us all that good stuff. I like the new one. Well, Bridge MCP, if you like it, that's the way it's going to be, girlfriend. And we have Lee Grant in the house as well. He says, sub 100 in Southeast Texas. Yeah, you're right. It's 97. Oh, wow. Thank you for uh, letting me know that. Again, Lee Grant is in the house. AVQ says, Egberto, the audio video is good, so either mic is fine. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Okay, let's read what you guys are saying here. Oliver Anthony shuts down GOP speaking out uh, uh, speaking out his song. Richmond, North Richmond co-opted, taken over by conservative news. And he comes out and he said, nah, you guys on the stage, I was talking about you guys. I wasn't trying to be saying that you conservatives have it all or, or know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. You guys, and you know, look, I, I try to reach him, by the way. Um, I tried to, I sent him an email. I'm trying to get him, get an interview with him, but I haven't gotten a response. I think he's probably a Washington emails and I'll probably be last on his totem pole. You know, who knows, who knows, who knows. Anyhow, uh, E2247 also says, I wrote that song about those people you know. So for them to sit there and listen to that cracks me up. In other words, I was talking about you guys. It cracks me up. Normal, Norman says, welcome everybody. Let's see, E2247, that song has nothing to do with Biden. That song was written about the people that on that stage. Exactly, that's what I was saying before. Maywood says, good afternoon. Let's see what else we got here. Paravid, paravid, paravid. Uh, let's see, Bruce Pollard says, sound is more like you. 
we uh, we will see on the radio if you use it was okay today. Yeah, I actually uh, the show at KPFT today was a taped show that I taped last night because Howard told me that he had some jobs that he had to do and. I need Howard in the control room to kind of set the things up that I can do the live show on air from my studio here in Kingwood. So Howard is the greatest, greatest, greatest. So when he says, Egberto, I can't make it in this control room at the studio. So can you send in a tape show instead? I just say, yes, sir. All right. Michael Ronin says, to me, any 90 plus degree temperature is way too high. Feeling glad I don't live in the south. Not sure how y'all handle the heat. Hey, air conditioning. My bill is over $700 this month. Crazy, right? It's like sort of a, a small mortgage. Madre mía, que lo que pasa? Well, I'm showing my age. Mortgages are way more expensive, aren't they? All right, let's see. Bridge MCP says, weird weather up here. Woke to having to wear sweet sweats and flannel shirt. Then by noon, short and t-shirt and AC on. Wow, so it started out cool and then the heat just kind of rushed in. All right, uh, Bridge, uh, let's see who else we got here. Uh, Lee Grant says, Oliver has certainly provoked a national conversation. That is a good thing. And you know, I like Oliver, but Oliver looks like he has, I think he's been sort of listening to a lot of different things because he also been, he sounded a little bit QAnon with some stuff that he said, which, um, I mean, I, I, I again, with the, with the way these guys are pushing uh, things about baby killers and all of that, it's easy where he lives for that stuff to kind of penetrate. So I wanted to get him on and let folks listen to what he has to say. Because in in learning about a subject, I went and I listened to some of the stuff that he had to say. And as a, people, I said, well, why are you listening to this guy? Who the hell is this dude? Well, does he really matter? Actually, he does. Actually, he does matter. Because he has a voice. He has a hell of a YouTube channel where a lot of people listen to his stuff. So he is an influencer. And we need influencers on our side. And it, when I say on our side, I mean on the side of the people, on the side of the of all of us. And he looks like he would make a good representative in certain areas of the country. So I like what Oliver's <clears throat> what Oliver is trying to do, what Oliver is saying. Oliver Anthony. So yeah, I'm gonna to try to get in touch with him and try to have a have a little talk with him as well. Robert Davenport, how you doing, my brother? He says, Greetings, progressive. Greetings, my dear brother Davenport. Uh, Paul Fleming Sr. says, I'm checking in from ATL. Paul, great to see you, my brother. Great to see you. AC Rodriguez says, hey, y'all. And Robert Davenport says, a March 2, March 4th jury selection has begun. Justice is coming. Yes, yes, and yes. And we have to hold it to it. Today I appeared on the, I wasn't live on my show today, but I was live on You Talk with Steve uh, Hunter. And we, we had a talk about what Trump meant or whatever. I need to go ahead and find that and cut it out. Because I think we had some good, uh, a, a little good conversation there on uh, on with you talk. You talk is my buddy. All right. Egberto, air condition is kind of a double-edged sword. The higher the temperature, the more energy you use, the more uh, money you spend on electricity. And if you're not at 100% green, the more carbon you're emitting which makes next year even higher. Air conditioning can only help us uh, before things fall and people die. Minute Earth, the cruel irony of air conditioning. Well, Vivette, Vivette, uh, Mar uh, what is this? Vivette Mayer, I can never say his name right. I got to read it every time. I'm, I'm talking about him today. Anyway, Swarmi or whatever his name is, Ramaswarmi, uh, he thinks that that's the solution to climate change, air conditioning. 
keep getting the temperature higher. The clown doesn't realize that the temperature has a pro has an issue with growing seasons. Uh, hurricane. Look, the guy proves that he's a Wall Street guy, right? He, he you know sells stocks and build up on companies and all of that. I always told you guys, Wall Street folk, they make the most money, but they know the least. When we get to acknowledge those things, we will start giving people the honor that they deserve. Okay, I want to start with, everybody heard about No Labels, right? No Labels is that group that is trying to come on board and claim, oh, let's go right down the middle. We don't know who are funding them or anything like that. They want, they're considering running uh, John Huntsman and, and uh, what's his name? The, the senator from West Virginia. Uh, John Huntsman and uh, you know who I mean. Uh, anyway, that guy. And as it turns out, well, I don't know. I don't know. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other. Where are we going to take it again? On the other side. Top story. Former governor of North Carolina, Pat McCurry, appeared on Meet the Press today. He tried to make it seem as if America is clamoring for the no-labels uh, third-party run against Biden and Trump, right? But again, uh, Daily Coast says... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Founder Marcus Molitsas appeared on it to bust his bubble. Check out what Marcus did to him and then we'll take it on the other side. Pat, you are a big part of No Labels. You guys are recruiting candidates. What is this ticket going to look like? And, and is this a 100% commitment that there's going to be a, a ticket from No Labels? Well, Nikki Haley in the debate confirmed that 65% of the people are disgusted with both Trump and Biden being our only choices. They're asking, isn't America better than this? Can't we have a better choice? And the momentum, the movement of No Labels is uh, on fire right now. People are looking for another. I, I get that people candidate. don't want. And I know, I know. I wait a minute. There are a lot not. of people. There are a lot of people. No, they're not. There are a lot of people. I'm telling you right now. There are a lot of people who predicted Trump would never be president. Are the same people who are saying there's no way in hell a third party mm -hmm. can win. I'm telling you, we've never had 65 percent of the people disgusted. So no with label both parties. is literally a movement that says we stand for nothing. Imagine going that to Walmart so or Target and oh. seeing no labels. You on haven't products. read obviously products the 30 issue statement. No, here no labels. The issue statement ignores abortion, and it has such what, barn, you, you missed a barn burning issues such as you medical tort reform. That'll light up the audience. You have not read so it. So the, the reality is, it. it's 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 finance <laughs> industry heavy. Oh, I read. No, I actually did read it. Read it. I read it last night. So. <laughs> I, That's why you couldn't sleep. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, Nikki so, Haley basically repeated the, the no label. No, 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 no. So, so right. the, the problem isn't isn't uh, they don't like you know um, Biden or Trump. Is that you are creating this idea that there's a mythical unicorn creature that will agree with these people who want something else yeah. that doesn't exist. When Magellan pulled uh, Mansion and Huntsman. Mm -hmm. 
like it was like what 12 percent 15 percent it wouldn't even I, get that much all right i, I, I don't i don't Marcos, are you comfortable are you comfortable that there that there isn't a democratic primary would you like to see biden have to no, no, no. come up there, with a better no case biden is actually very popular amongst the democrats and civics polling civics with a q mm. biden is mm. sitting around 80 percent with Democrats. There's no space. You think there's no space for an anti-Trump? There's really is no uh, space for an anti-Biden. And there's a, I mean, just yeah. you talk about, you know, popularity. You see right now, you see Republicans going to groundbreaking ceremonies yeah. for Build Back Better and for uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, I, I because have, taking credit for 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 projects that they voted against. I actually would say that I can you give options. us some names because there's I you know Mansion and Huntsman ain't gonna that's not going to get you your unicorn. You, either, what other? I, candidates I'm just saying I don't think there's gonna be. Will heard one of your candidates? I don't think there will be a shortage of candidates. Why can't you guys name some names? Because we want to go through a good process. We're going to have a convention in April. And we're going to be very transparent with American people, as we were with the 30 issues, the common sense issues. So that who we funds presented. your movement? Are we going to talk about transparency? What's that? Who's the funding? The, the same people uh, who have groups that are funded with MoveOn.org right. that are trying to stop us people. from getting on the ballot. So again, uh, it is amazing that this guy comes on to TV, McCory that is, to claim that there is a clamoring for no labels. Yes, it is true that America would like to see something other than a, a meeting between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, but it's because of the way things work, it's not going to be there. But the clamoring for a third party to make things up, you know what? Marcus got him really good. Who's funding you? And not only that, what do you represent? You really give your name a good word. No labels. Exactly. No labels. You stand for nothing on all the issues that America say they want, which in general at a much higher than 60% are progressive. You have no stance. It is clear that no labels is, in, is coming into the fold, not to do something for America, but to ensure that a, an America that is moving towards uh, a, a, a po policies that support people is slowed down. And why? That's why we have the corporate fantasy of a no-labels movement that America is clamoring for. They are clamoring for no corporatist movement like no-labels. America wants policies that support American people, the average American person, the working class. And right now, that is only coming from the progressive aisle of the political spectrum in America, and that is represented by the Democratic Party. Absolutely so, absolutely so. Okay, let me get to the to the writings of my dear brothers and sisters. Let's start out here with, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Vamos a ver, uh, para ver. Manchin, you're right, Robert Davenport. Manchin is a senator that they want to run for president and John Huntsman for vice president or vice versa. Okay, we also have from Daniel J. Cohen. Brother Daniel is in the house. He says, no labels, save the country by voting for people who messed it up in the first place. <laughs> exactly. AC Rodriguez says, how many money, uh, how, how many money are a Education do not like to serve me smart, but education will at least teach you about certain subject matters. Money just gives you the power to do what you want. Exactly. Lee Grant says, Ramaswamy translate to Lord Ramai, Hindu God. I didn't know that. Norman Reynolds says, I 
been thinking we should follow the money when read for GOP politicians' support of Trump, especially since Jared developed it. Exactly right. Uh, E2247, he is the yang of the billionaire libertarian ultra-right. Uh, Lee Grant says, DeSantis means holy. What's going on here? Uh, AC Rodriguez says, money and education will make you smart. At least with an education, it makes you knowledgeable in certain subject matter. Money just gives you the power to do what you want and a lot of times to do a lot of damage. In fact, that's what it has done so often, so often, so often. All right, Michael with one of his long ones again, but you know I'm going to read it. Michael says, Egberto, I have a long one, but please read this out for your clip. Wikipedia, no label says... As of July 2023, it is close to raising $70 million that it thinks will enable it to put a third-party unity ticket for the 2024 presidential election on the ballot in every state. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin and former Republican Governors Larry Hogan and John Huntsman have been mentioned as potential no-candidates, no-labels candidate. As of August 23, the organization has ballot access in Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Nevada, North Carolina, Oregon, South Dakota, and Utah. Joe Lieberman announced in an interview with Fox News Sunday on that creep. Uh, on August 27, 23, that the uh, organization plans to hold a bipartisan nominating convention in Dallas, Texas in April 2024. No Labels does not disclose its donors identifies on the grounds that we live in an era where agitators and partisan operatives try to destroy and intimidate organizations that don't like uh, by attacking their individual supporters. Despite this, various uh, publications have attempted to uncover the largest sources of funding for the group. Early donors to no labels include billionaire Andrew Tisch. Imagine that. That's a, a right-wing click. Co-chair of Lowe's Corporation. Another one, Ron Schalch, founder of Panera Bread. I don't know him. Dave Marin, a former Facebook executive and supporter of Michael Bloomberg. Along with many two, uh, with nearly two dozen new donors, the New Republic reported the 2023 that No Labels has received major funding that included Harlan Crow. Oh, really? Now the guy with uh, the Supreme Court Justice, leading donor to a Republican and conservative causes that embroiled in a controversy with Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Look, uh, these money people, this isn't really money to them anyway. You know, they could seventy million dollars. One billionaire could give $70 million without a problem, and they can just use a Supreme Court law. Uh, McCutcheon allows them to do it. All right. Robert Davenport says, Marcus is a big fraud that Republic clown carnival barker he jumped on. His unicorn was called Hillary. Let me just say this, my brother Davenport. You know, I love you. Marcus is a friend too. And, uh, you know, um, let me just say this. I was a Barney, Bar Bernie supporter. I was also a Bernie, not just a supporter, but a Bernie delegate who went to Philadelphia as a part of his Texas delegation to support and vote for Bernie. I ended up then voting for Hillary. It was Hillary, Trump. Hillary, Trump. I can say categorically, in my humble opinion, that I think our vote for Trump, not our vote, those who voted for Trump, uh, play are complicit in the murder of all of those people who died in the pandemic. Because absent Trump, 
just like Obama did with Ebola. A strong United States president would have been able to work politically to minimize the spread of, of uh, what occurred. Think about it. Uh, coronavirus was exploded because we allowed it to fester. There were many other coronaviruses that could have done the same. Ebola could have done the same. There are many other pandemics that because we had a responsible United States presence around the world, mitigated it. Not necessarily completely stopped it, but mitigated it. So by electing a fraud that we elected, we are generally responsible for all the evil that has occurred then. Now, let's qualify this. Had Hillary become president, those of us that are progressives would have had to continue a lot of work to do because Hillary is a candidate, I think, that would have fit to some extent in these days with no labels. Okay? Our problem with no labels today is not that no labels is not, is, couldn't possibly be Hillary-like. It's that no labels could allow a right-wing crackpot to get into the office. And in so doing, could affect us, you know, yes, it could affect the democracy, but it could affect a whole lot more, our lives. And that is what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. All right, so let's go ahead and... Con so, so, so my brother, uh, my brother Davenport, for me, it's not about, again, I know Marcus personally, and Marcus is a great guy. I'm just going to tell you that. He's a great guy. We get into some, we, we have differences in how we believe certain things about the Democratic. In fact, I used to be, uh, I used to do a lot of front page writing on Daily Coast, and some of the editors there uh, kind of, I won't want to, you know, we, we got into certain types of discussions because they thought many times I was too hard on Hillary based on where the policies were and where we needed to go. But altogether, I can tell you from somebody who knows the guy personally, and I know you know me, I wouldn't say this if it weren't the case. All right, let's continue. Daniela Doe says, whoa, $700 month of electricity. That's quite a carbon footprint. Yeah, I know. I know, but I do you want me to just burn up and die, Daniel? Is that what you want? E2247 says, Berto, do you have the full interview of yesterday with Marcos? Um, yes, I... Uh, no, no, I don't have the full interview. But I also did a full interview with Marcos at Netroots. That was much better. We even talked about new labels. It was much better than the one he did on MSNBC. Because on MSNBC, he didn't get more than three or four minutes to talk. Maybe three minutes of that much. But he did a full 27-minute interview with me or somewhere around that. Uh, with me when when we went to Chicago. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you can find my interview with Marcos Molitzas. It's a very good interview. Check it out. All right, let's see. Uh, uh, Michael Ryan said, Daniel, don't worry about your carbon footprint. Get on 100% green energy supply company. I swear the BP ad campaigning that turned global warming from civilized program to individualist one did so much damage. Yes, it did. All right, Daniel Cohen says, I thought... The left and the right could agree that Joe Lieberman is awful. Duncan on no labels should be unifying. Exactamundo. Exactamente, hermano mío. AC Rodriguez says, sorry for the gibberish. My speech to text had a stroke. Ouch. 
Uh, maybe, uh, but when they turned into conservative neoliberal, but it's true. We be Barack Obama need to break away from all the extreme part. Is it Bar Bo? Is it Barack Obama? Is it who you're talking about? I think you are. Norman Reynolds says Joe Loserman is an empty suit. Yes, he is. Uh, let's see what else. A Lieberman is 81. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, British MCP says September 6. Judge Scott McAfee will hear the co-defendants in the sweeping election racketeering case on at the time starting with Trump at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, followed by Rudy Giuliani. Misty Hampton will be the last defendant to face McAfee at 3 p.m. Four local television stations to bring live cameras and recording devices into the courtroom through September 8, which will cover the timeline during which all 19 defendants in the case are expected to be arraigned. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't see that one yet. Thanks for bringing that up, Bridge. Michael Rosegberto, thanks for reading out the long one. Corruption of our of our republic uh, towards a plutocracy is a horror to our nation and needs to be called out every time. You're right. Uh, Lee Grant says Trump and Cuomo both guilty. I don't... Uh, you know what? Uh, let me take that one under advisement, uh, Lee Grant, because I know what you're talking about, that what he did with the... the, the um, not really giving the information correctly about the homes. You're right. I, I gotta I gotta put that under advisement, but I see where you're coming from, and you know I am intellectually honest. I'm gonna take that one under advisement. Uh, Michael Rene says, if not for Trump downplaying the pandemic, turning public health efforts into a culture war, ex, uh, cause an excess of four hundred thousand Americans, and I think it would be. Remember, this stuff is exponential. I think it would have been even less than that. Uh, Brice Egberto Willis, Trump got uh, rid of Obama's Ebola stuff. They put away just in case, mask, gown, etc. Imagine that. Uh, Bruce Parr says, I just put a John Young piece on the website that touches on Hillary. Thank you, Bruce. Hey, guys, uh, let me just tell you, Bruce uh, is one of our uh, um, our sysops at... All right, that shows my age again. Sysop, sysop, sysop. Our editors at... at um, EgbertoWillis.com, he really helps out a lot, throwing probably, I don't know, 10, 15 stories on the website every week. All right, let's see. AC Rodriguez says, neoliberals are neoliberals, but as Trump has shown, a right-winger is worse in office. Fight the new liberals everywhere we can, but agree where we can agree to push things forward. That is what we have to do, AC. That is what we have to do. Uh, River Boys, laced with circular saw separated in prison families. All right, what else have we got here? What else have we got here? Bruce says, better to show Bernie's New Hampshire speech. Actually, let me tell you, I'm, I'm getting some cuts out of the interview Bernie did with uh, on, on Chuck Todd, where he kind of pretty much, uh, there's a cut in that that I have ready to go. I just didn't have the time to do it. That, that says all that he needed to say, really. Uh, but I'm going to put that out, Bruce. Daniel Edo says, Egberto is a hypocrite on climate. $700 a month hypocrite. Tell me what am I supposed to do, Daniel Edo? Uh, climate change is here. I'm burning up. Please tell me what to do, sir. Please tell me. I think Rudden says, as long as I'm using green energy, I don't think I am. I'm using partial wind turbines, etc. But I don't think I have the plan that's fully green because it's more expensive and, you know, have a lot of bills and politics on right pays little, you know. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. Robert Davenport says, I agree with you in the general election. My problem is Marcus was part of the rot in the primary season. I was active on Daily Coast in those days also. Not anymore because the lefty phony is bad. Just Let me tell you something, uh, Robert. 
uh, and I'm going to ask you this as a friend, please get back onto Daily Coast because it, it's people like you who keep, who gives it the direction. Let me tell you something. Um, I, like I said, I have spoken to Marcus on this issue on several times. Yes, he was a bona fide Hillary supporter and he is a Hillary supporter. Okay. That's his candidate. That's what right in the country. I, I am a strong Bernie supra, uh, supporter. I am a lefty. And I think the policies I know people want. Okay? But we have to come together. And your voice, Brother Davenport, should not be off of Daily Coast. That is our meeting ground. And in fact, you should be out there. should have been out there in Chicago with us, brother. And in fact, we should have sitting down. You, me, and Daily Coast around a table sitting down and, and, and going at it. You know, we sat down and we had a good conversation. But no, uh, please don't, 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 uh, don't stay away. When you, when you have the wherewithal, please come back to Daily Coast. That is our spot. That's our spot. Michael Rennes, Gilberto, there is 100% green energy SU in Texas. I know they're available in New York City. I'm pretty sure there is. You're right. All right, uh, let's see. Cuomo killed the elderly. I think he was, he, there was some neglect there, but I don't have the full story. But if, if, the full, if I get it, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be just as harsh. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Michael says, I wonder about the conservative mindset. If Cuomo mistake costs 4,000 debts and Trump's mindset costs 400,000 debts, you call that even? No, it's not even. But then again, he's a governor. He was The other guy was a president. So, I mean, we have to go with proportionality there, Michael Rudden. If, if he did the same thing that Trump did, whether it's 4,000 or 400,000, we need to call them out as well. Because if, if I mean, and, and, and I'm serious about that, right? Uh, in, in other words, I don't have the full story. But if that, that if, if his, negli his known negligence, in other words, if he did this knowing that people would die, when Trump did it with the, with the thing, he knew people were going to die. With, and he did it purposefully for political reason. If, if, if Cuomo is congruent to that, we have to hold them accountable as well. Uh, that, is, that is what intellectual honesty demands. I, I think I have Egberto Shear not green covered. Okay. Thank you, bro. <laughs> hey, you, are, you are all, uh, both, you and, both you and Norman have my share. You guys are both powering your house with, uh, with solar panels. Bridge MCP says, LOL, you're right on target as usual. And Bruce says, when the hurricane comes, I will be charging people's cars for a price. Ah, you're not going to charge people. You're going to be a nice guy like you always are. LKF, welcome to Politics and Right, says, only thing zero labels can do is get the worst possible candidate elected. Dems in great numbers will vote for them. Seems that what they really want Trump to. All right, I want to tell a story here. And this is a racial story here. You know, I, I got a lot of work done this weekend. I got a lot of blogs done, a lot of shorts. I'm starting to use shorts on TikTok and all these other platforms, right? So I got a lot of work done. And in the process, you know, I have two TV. My daughter think I'm crazy. I'll be listening to TikToks on this phone. I'll have uh, the news channel on on this TV. And I'll have maybe something entertaining on this TV. And there's, a, there's an entertaining program that I've never seen before called The Raft. I think it's a raft on uh, Discovery Channel. And in the process of watching that, 
I saw something that really, it hurt me to the core because it's something that happens to me over and over again. It has happened to me even here on Politics Done Right. I'm going to just play the piece where this, uh, let me set it up here. There is this, all these people are on the raft and there's this black woman and, a, and a, I think it may be a Muslim white woman that they got into a confrontation and the white uh, Muslim woman said something to the effect, are you want to fight me or something like that? And, and the black girl says, you must not know who I am. And you know, just, but, and, and when the girl was coming up to her, she said, step back. And one of the, the, the white girls in the group then said, uh, that scared me. It, make, make, it made me feel unsafe. Uh, one, I tell you what, I want you to listen, to watch this. And then we'll take it on the other side. This is what, this is what the, the, the dangerous racism is not the racism where people are calling you the N-word and all this other kind of stuff. It's the subtle one that actually affects your, your livelihood, your deep, deep senses, and much more. I really want you to listen to this and watch it in detail. So if you're typing and all that kind of stuff, I'm asking you to stop and listen to this and let's discuss this part. Because this, I, I mean, I almost cried at the end because I, I felt and knew exactly what she was feeling and going through. Check this out. Have we decided what we're doing about tonight's vote or what? We have not. We need to discuss it and I think it's best that Marissa shares with you how she feels. Okay. After the fight with Lashana and Summer H, there's been a lot of, you don't know me, you don't know what I would do. You dug this hole for yourself. Are you you're, kidding? You're, are, are you, you kidding? Ooh, you want to fight with me? <laughs> you must not know No, you me. did the same with let everybody else. You. Let me introduce okay, you to go who ahead. I let am because you do not know who I am. Bro. I'm not asking who you are. You better step back. That scared the out of me. I no longer feel physically safe. Do you think it's getting better or staying the same? I think it's better now that summer H is gone, but I think it'll come up in other ways. From my perspective, I saw it as just chest puffing, so I didn't see it as a sincere threat. And I'd like to say first that I love you, but making sure that everybody feels safe is something that I had to stand by. Talked a lot today and in the last couple days, but just to reiterate, you know, I've really appreciated all of our conversations and it was it was just something that I like I can't feel unsafe. It's okay. You know, I um I'm hearing everyone talk about safety. Like I felt unsafe too. <sighs> I just wish, you know, both sides of the story could be, you know, felt. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. It makes me feel frustrated that one person's vote, which was Marissa, counted for five. When one person has a problem, the rest of the group just jumps behind that one person. And that's groupthink. And groupthink is extremely dangerous. All right, guys. It's almost sad to say I'm used to it. I've felt this way too many times in my life. I don't like it, but people like me... We go through this every day. Come off strong. It's too much. You speak up for yourself. Now you got an attitude. You apologize. It's not accepted. It's just, it's not, it's not good. Very disappointed because if we're going to have a real experiment in which we really test group dynamics 
and we test hate and bigotry. If we want to test all that, we have to test it. Doing it for a little bit and then swapping somebody out is basically like resetting the experiment. Hey, Nate. Mashana, how are you doing? I'm disappointed. It just sucks being misunderstood again. Being a strong woman is not easy. Being a strong colored woman is not easy. I never took any temptations or lied. I know. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Nate. Would you like a hug? Yes, come here, get some. <laughs> This is a lot what America looks like. We say one thing and we do the other. We say we love each other in our face, but then we talk about each other behind our backs. We say we want to do good, but then we do evil. There's room for change for, for all people. And there's room for growth. I still have hope. We spend a Now, I really hope all of you that are listening to this actually really listen to this. I cut. I did a whole lot of cuts in there. Because, you know, that that takes a lot of spine and, and copyright issues, all that good stuff I have to get around by just because it has to be uh, a fair use that I can actually play this here. So I made sure that uh, that what I'm doing is discussing exactly what's happened that for the fair use issue. Um, what I'm trying to say is the following. Uh, it doesn't matter about missing the part that, that the argument occurred breach. Let me just tell you what. Two people were fighting. It, it was a very short argument. I mean, a, a short argument where... Uh, one apparently there's a problematic uh, woman and the black girl just said something you don't know who I am or whatever and then one Melissa the, the young white girl says I don't feel safe you know it, I don't feel safe and she not feeling safe she convinced all her other white friends except for this very strong the bearded guy that you would not think is a i mean he's, he's pretty damn progressive he comes out and he says it just looked like a regular spat to me i want to digress for a minute here i want to digress from a minute i've been doing politics done right for over 15 years and um i it used to be called liberal uh liberal politics done right okay and i was on a station in in, in um in Canada, so I did four hours straight on Saturdays, and I'm always you know the character I have. I want to talk to everybody and talk and and, and I'm gracious with everybody, etc. Now one particular uh, time, I don't remember what the subject was, but I got very animated and I you know I started to say that is wrong and it is you know, I, I you know I was I very animated, but it was uh, there was this white woman in the Kingwood area Democrats that watch the show all of the time and she said she said uh Egberto uh why were you so why were you so violent Egberto I, I had never seen you that way and you know I'm like, oh, no, I mean, I, I, I was just upset about what occurred. But she then expressed that she was sort of now kind of scared for the reaction that she saw with me. And you guys have seen me get excited many times on the show. So then I went ahead and I listened to my show again, watched it to see if, the, if I somehow came across like I wanted to kill somebody or something like that. And it wasn't. It was just me getting riled up about a subject like anyone would. 
And I called her back and I said, wow, I am surprised that you looked at that video or you watched me and that is the first impression you got. And I made her know that that was really her issue because she took the stereotype of the black man, the angry black man, that white people fear, and she stamped it on me. And I love what this black girl said in the, sh in the program. She said, have you ever thought that I was the one afraid? Have you, did you ever think that I was the one afraid? I'm one of the few black people on this barge. Do you feel... Or can you empathize that I could be the one in fear here? I'm going to read what other people have said up top, but Michael Cisak is, is a classic example. The real problem is denial of blacks and their, pen, and their pension for violence. They have much higher murder rates in black neighborhoods. This isn't the fault of whites. Oh, really, it isn't, huh? I, I, I listen to what Mike Cisak just says because it shows you how indoctrinated we are. It wasn't black people cutting off other folks' balls. It wasn't black people whipping other black people till their bodies bleed or bled into the skin and the bones. It wasn't black people frying black people alive. It wasn't them forcing others to do it. It wasn't them murdering and killing and all of that. That wasn't something inherent to black people. We have to refocus, and, and this isn't a, a, an attack on white folks at all, right? This is an attack on violent people. This is a, an attack on criminals. Now, going back to the, the program that I saw there, because like I said, the, the difficult, the tough racism isn't the one where, like Mike Cisak, you, you watch what Mike, Mike Cisak is either... And I like Mike Cisak, but he's either a blind racist or he is completely indoctrinated. I take the latter because when he says the real problem is a denial of black violence, I know black people killing black people in the ghettos and, and at a higher clip. Just like white people, 88% of, of white people kill white people, 91% of black people kill black people. Black on black crime is real, white on white crime is real. The, the average, the percentage of black people doing crime, yes, it's higher than whites. Why? Because of socioeconomics. That is a reality. Okay, Mr. CSAC, if you go ahead and normalize for socioeconomics plus the stress of racism, I bet you see the same results. You know why? Because we do. Okay, because we do. So, but let's get back to the program. The program was essential. The program was important. When she says it's hard, I've seen this so many times. This one white girl felt threatened. She felt unsafe. And because she felt unsafe, the black woman who isn't a violent black woman must pay the price of the unsafeness that she feels. 
when a police officer is in front of a black person, a black man, most of the time, sometimes black women, what they say, I felt unsafe. A white guy comes, and I have these videos on my site. A white guy is attacking a police officer with a, a, broken, a broken bottle. He never thought about pulling his gun. He ran back and he tased and he ran. Until, and, and Mike Cisek, this goes to you. Until, until you open your eyes, until you open your eyes and start looking at things, not how you were predisposed or indoctrinated to look at, I don't want to hear it again because I've, I've taught you. I repeat, CSAC, I've taught you things. You can decide to learn it and become a non-racist or an anti-racist or you can continue to, to learn, keep within your indoctrinative state and be a bona fide racist because it is who you are. You can make that choice. All right, let's go ahead and read the commentary there. But I felt for the black girl because at, at that point I saw it was like, it's out of my hands. I have to, I have to play. Look, when I go into stores, and I'm, I'm just giving you a personal thing. You guys, you know what you guys should do? You guys should subscribe to my newsletter so you can read my entire book, Tribulations of a Afro-Latino Black Man. Okay, because I explain a lot of these situations in, in my book over and over again on, on, on a lot of, I mean, a lot of stuff that has happened. I, I'm a nice disposition. I smile. I keep my smile, all that good stuff. But all of those who subscribe to my newsletter get the, the get to see all of my books, including Tribulations of a, a, a Afro-Latino Caribbean Man. And it's it, it, this one hurt me. This one touched me. And again, I just accidentally stumbled onto the show. I accidentally stumbled onto the show. And as I saw what this black girl was going through, I was like, oh my God, babe, she's 36 years old. I'm an old man. And I'm sitting down there and I'm saying, man, I get it. Man, I understand. I understand the core of what she felt. Knowing that any one of those white folks in that, on, that, on that raft if they had done the same thing that she had done, nobody would have said, I felt unsafe because you've seen them do it. Nobody there would have said, I felt unsafe. But one white girl said, I felt unsafe. And, and you know what I love about the bearded white guy? He's like, that, I didn't see that at all. And, and what he said at the end was important. This is an experiment, and we should, we should stop this. And what the, the two white guys there were great in, in, in the commentary that they made. Okay, let me read what you guys have to say before we end the show real quickly. Uh, let's see what we got here. I don't watch reality TV. Uh, I really hope uh, there's a point. Well, yeah, there was a point, of course, Michael, and I think I just spoke about it. Uh, Brisa Egberto Willis, I guess I missed a part of the argument. I showed you that. I just spoke about that. Uh, Robert Davenport says, white people's irrational fear <clears throat> always create real world harm for black people in America. Right. It's an irrational fear. It's an irrational fear. 
The people that should really be fearful, I'll be honest with you, to my white brothers and sisters, I want you to think about this. Who should really fear who? Think about this. Who should really fear who? Right? Think about it. Who are the ones that were in shackles? Who are the ones that are murdered by cops? Who are the ones that are, you know, put, thrown in? Look at, the, look at all. I mean, who should fear who? So Davenport, you're so right. That is why DeSantis call rally can rally white people around rewriting history for schools. But the truth of the matter is the violence that has occurred in this country. The people that should be feared, and this is not a white or a black thing. This is about the people who affect the violence thing. The people that have affected the most violence in this country, they don't look like me. They don't. The most violence in this country was not affected by people who look like me. I'm not trying to be better than anyone else. But I'm just saying that's a statement of fact. Okay? All right. Uh, let's see. Robert, Roberta Lewis says she's, she's so right. Being a strong black woman is not easy. But this is what we face in the workforce still. Exactly. Uh, Bri says, welcome to, uh, to the black women's world. Exactly. Eric says, one thing, it is a humanity only. Bruce says, just ask the director what he told them to say and why. Norman Reynolds says, amen, brother Davenport. Uh, black people in the U.S. are the ones with targets on their backs. And like I said, who are the ones who should really be fearing? Bridge MCP says, those reality shows really do have scripts. A friend was on one. I agree they have scripts. But the truth of the matter is that what you saw there, what you saw there, that part, right? I, I don't deny that they have scripts, but that is a reality we live that's a reality. That's why I could empathize with it. AC Rodriguez says, In my experience, many folks are like this. They like to cause waves, but when the water gets pushed back on them, they get scared and fold. It's much easier to try to be nice and reasonable with people. If you want to be a badass, make sure you bring the courage with it. Daniel Ledo says, Don't feel safe is now code for racist. Whoa, Egberta is the king of racist fever dreams. Wow, if you really think that. Uh, he says it's all a personal issue. Mike C-Sex says a real problem. It, I'm not going to read that again. Roberto Lewis says when a group agrees to the one that started the problem, it becomes dangerous. Exactly. Bridge MCPC yet? Mike C, it's because their brains are smaller. Oh my God, racist much? Uh, let's see. Mike C-Sex, uh, uh, in all the white areas where the murder rate is just the same because it's the people that live around you. Exactly. Arabs, uh, let's see. Mike C-Sex says, the murder rates in nearly all white neighborhood is practically zero. That is not true at all because, you see, again, you don't look at stats. Go ahead and look at uh, the white neighborhoods, quote-unquote, in Appalachia, Okay. Yes, it's scattered out, but do the comparative analysis and you'll find it. By the way, I've done it. Mike Cisak, get educated. Uh, Daniel Edo says, apparently a broken black culture is completely the fault of white people. Actually, let me, let me first say, it's not the cool thing to say, but actually, yes, it is, right? From uh, 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 Yes, it is, okay? Yes, it is. And I don't mean white people like my, my sister, uh, Bridge MCP, Alistair Waters, Bruce Pollard. I'm talking about the white power that has been. Yes, that is a statement of fact. Thank you, Ledo, for actually stating it. Okay? And no, it's not that blacks have zero power. It's that blacks don't have the power to control the system. 
All right. Just like women don't have the power to control the system. Bruce Pollard says, perhaps the director's intent was to get watchers to feel something and then discuss it. Well, again, uh, I think in, in this case, for what happened there, I think it wouldn't have been the director, but the director plus the editors to, to tell the story. And it was an important story to tell. Uh, Mike Cisak says the only folks who have a lower motor, uh, I'm not even going to go there because you refuse to learn, but you know, you, you continue. Michael Rudden says the desperation that comes from poverty is a leading cause of crime, violence, and revolution. It's not race. You're very intelligent, Michael Rudden. Very, very intelligent. You get it. Bruce Pollard says Asians, low murder rate. They are always, they go to meet the time of thing. You know, and, and that's true. Look, all races, because race is a stupid thing. Race don't exist. We just use colorization here for a purpose in America. So I have to speak in the terms of colorization. So my pigmentation gives me a certain amount of uh, fear for others and all that kind of stuff. But race is stupid because Bruce and I, Bruce is my white brother, all right? Bruce and I, we share the same kind of beliefs we share. I mean, except he's a little bit more to the middle than I am. But he's my brother, okay? And my white brother, Norman, Lou, uh, who, who are the, uh, uh, Devin, my black brothers, what's her name, my white sister here. What I'm trying to tell you guys here is this. Functionally, there's nothing different to us other than pigmentation and a few things that will give each of us predispositions to different kind of genetic diseases. But all other than that, we damn the same. But we used it. Our capitalist system requires, requires all the divisions that we have. And it's what's created Ledo and CSEC and guys like that. Uh, Robert, Roberto Lewis says, I think Mike Sitsak is ignorant to society around. You get, uh, you need to get out of the box. You're absolutely right, Senor Roberto Lewis. Daniel Ledo says, what do you call someone who sees everything through a racial lens? I call them Daniel Ledo. Uh, Robert Davenport says, Mike Sitsak watched the film Leonardo DiCaprio, Gangs of New York. What about all those famous cowboy shootouts? I mean, it, it, it's, it's famous. It's, it's what you call selective thinking. They forget. They forget that all the crime in this country from the inception of this country, was to murder millions of indigenous people. Black folks are yet to attain that. To murder millions of uh, people coming over in the slave trade. I mean, these, these things were done under the auspices of Belgium, uh, under the auspices of Portugal, Spain, England, uh, France. Shall we continue? The, the blood on the hands on those countries, and I call it the leadership, because it's not the people. The people are good. But let's be frank, the, the assassinations, the killings, the murder, the genocide, you know where it, real, where, where it really is. Come on now, read history. Uh, Persu Kalta says, amazing, thanks so much. Thank you very much, Paxos Kalta. All right, let's see who else we got here. Uh, Paul Fleming says, the white women felt unsafe because she's been taught to fear people of color. And it's obvious that she wasn't raised around a lot of different people. Uh, of color and it looks it took one reception of threat to make her react that way but the thing about it is as opposed to the other uh, well it's a it's a show of course but the ideal thing i tell my white friends right they'll tell me and i i think i've told you this before bruce there are certain things that you got to do because your pigment is it's white there are certain things that you can do that i that i can't easily do i got to first break through my 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 hue first but you don't. Okay, Bruce says, the solution is for each of us to have compassion 
and do what we can to help each other, of course. And that's what I do. That's what you do. Lee Grant says, whoa, lots of racial essentialism in today's show. Yes, sir. It's essential. I'm glad you said it, essentialism. Peggy Lopez says, I get it. Having a work history of working in male-dominated work environments, it happens to lone women with all males. I agree. I've seen it myself as well. Uh, Eric Hayes says, you can't tell people how to feel. No, but you know what? We can, we can have laws so that their feelings don't affect our livelihoods, right? That's why we need laws. Because I need a cop who has a feeling of fear not to allow his feeling of fear to kill me. So I need a law that's going to say, if you kill me out of an unwarranted fear, you're going to pay the price. Okay, Paul Fleming says, if we were raised in a society that uh, had to do public service, then we would know that we are more alike than different. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Lawrence Swan says, they look like men of all colors. Men are the most violent. Yes, that's true. Uh, Daniela Doe says the most violent in Africa committed by blacks did no 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 stop it don't forget about uh, Europe talk to Tim Wise Tim Wise is a wise white guy go look for Tim Wise I've interviewed him here before check him out I, I gotta end the show but I need to continue I don't want to leave you guys hanging uh, Mike C. Sex said Robert Davenport such instance I Davenport that's not making I mean uh, C. Sex is not making any sense uh, there is no race, just a human race from Bridge, that you're correct. Uh, white guilt time, it's not white guilt, it's truth. Uh, Paul Femme says, uh, let's see what else I got here. Oh my God. Uh, no white guilt, Lee, just calling out racism where it is. You know, that's why I love my peeps. That's why I love my peeps. Okay, I got to get out of here. Uh, no, no, st don't. Uh, first of all, let me just tell you something about statistics. Because you look at crime in my neighborhood, which is mostly white, Kids who do things, many a times, they don't even get a chance to go to jail or get a record. Kids in, in South Park, Texas, they do get a record. So you compare those numbers, it will be completely skewed. And you know why it's skewed? Racism. Anyway, I got to get out of here. Before I get out of here, I want to ask all of my brothers and sisters to please subscribe to my newsletter. That's how we can continue doing what I'm doing. Subscribing to my newsletter allows me to continue doing this, allows me to be able to do even more. So please remember to go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. I'm sticking that into the thing. Hey, CSEC, you're here every day. Why aren't you a subscriber to my newsletter? politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Please subscribe. And if you want to know all the different forms in which you can support this program, go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. Look, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? I'm what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.